What's up, guys, and welcome back to Gankers Podcast, a show about gaming and ganking. We're not experts, but a few of us think they are. No shame in that, but thank you for joining our fourth episode. It's the fourth episode, right, guys? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Senor. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for everybody that's coming back and listening to more. Um, a lot of good feedback on the podcast so far. Thank you to all of our friends from the guild, everybody from Rebels that have joined in and helped us out. Uh, a lot of cool things in store for the future. But today we want to have a probably a little shorter episode. Um, but the TBC beta was released, and some of us has met, some of us has met, eh, some of us have messed with it, and others haven't. And we don't want to we don't want to go over anything spoilery or anything like that. Um, but we do want to talk about some of the stuff we've seen online. Some of the changes, you know, major zero P kind of thing. Um, so right off the bat, how much experience or knowledge or how much have you really watched about TPC beta so far online? Uh, I'll go first. Um, no, I haven't seen. Honestly, I haven't watched too many, too many videos yet. Uh, basically, the extent of what I wanted to know. Um, I know shocking here would be the boosting. I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, for, as far as majors are concerned, you know, what, what, what changes, you know, talents. Can we still boost? You know that kind of stuff. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, just a couple days ago, actually, to get invited to the TPC beta for the first time. So I decided to pop in, and uh, and they hadn't introduced the hit cap yet. So I was like, my blizzards. I was doing the ZG one pull, and uh, you know I pulled about fifty Crocs, uh, like the Crocs Tiger pack, and uh, and it was doing like two hundred and fifteen. Uh, damage per tick on my blizzard which i was like whoa that's insane like i know with with more gear i'd probably be like well over 300 um but then they introduced the hit cap uh actually earlier today and so i popped on to kind of see what changes what like how it would change my blizzard and it is completely different uh like i i don't it's going to be way more difficult i know that you're supposed to be using some flame strikes in there because uh once you flame strike the AOE from the flame strikes on the ground, kind of like consecrate it's, it's actually ticking at full. It's doing about a hundred damage for my character, um, which is actually not half bad. The problem is I, somehow I have to try to keep the, <clears throat> my pole inside of fire, uh, flame strike, which is really hard. Um, or I just lose a lot of mana because I'm constantly, you know, jumping on the rope, uh, of the bridge, um, popping down a blizzard, and then switching and getting off the, the the rope on the bridge, and then having to do another rank one blizzard. And just I, mana wise, I I just like I know it's going to be viable, and hopefully somebody that's a little bit smarter than me, like Arleus or somebody else out there, um, will be able to figure out like a a better uh, option for it. But uh, it's definitely still going to be a thing. I think people are going to learn how to do the one pulls, like Mara and everything like that. It's already been done. Um, I know you were talking earlier, um, Outlaws. Yeah, weren't they saying something that some of those guys are already doing some one pulls, or not so much one pulls, but clearing the dungeons themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outlaws. You were talking about that earlier, right? Yeah. So if if uh, our listeners don't know in TBC, what the, what they patch up is Blizzard. I think we talked about this on the other episode, but I have a better understanding of it now. So let's say that your Blizzard damage is capped at ten thousand damage. Um, it doesn't just hit 10 targets. It will do 10,000 damage over 10, 10 targets plus. So in other words, if you, let's say, you have 10,000 targets in a blizzard uh, array, it'll tick for one on each target one time and only do up to 10,000 damage. That's how blizzard works now. So you can still pull 300, 400 mobs um, like in Mara, but 
the damage only goes up to 10,000. So you're going to be taking for like 10 to 22 or whatever on all the mobs. And it takes, a, it takes way longer to kill them. Uh, like Arleus did a test in like Mara where like the original blizzard kill phase takes what, like eight blizzards? Nine, it's eight. like eight to 10, depending on, depending on how many you pull. Yeah. yeah. And his new kill phase for a 300 plus pull is 58 blizzards. <laughs> so it's yep. like it, t- it still can be done. But you need to modify it to, you know, do it better, basically. Um, now, I did watch some stuff on some mages that were, um, excuse me, doing like semi one poles in some TBC dungeons where they've already found the exploits to actually, um, you know, uh, LOS mobs and pull them up on corners and stuff. There's like one of the first dungeons in TBC you can go into. They found a spot where you can actually kite mobs and make them run up on a wall to find you. And it's like jumping up and down on the bridge where they're, they've already found a spot. Oh, okay. And yeah, now yeah. Is, and uh, from what I could tell, it's now up to Blizzard whether they want to patch that out or just leave it in. Um, yeah, I have, so, I have a feeling they're going to patch that. Or, well, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's kind, of, kind of weird. Like, I know that they've been dabbling with hashtag yes, some changes. So that could be something that they want to get rid of. I don't know. Is it conf- like for? I know you can actually pay. Is is it true that you can pay for a level fifty eight um, in TBC? It's been confirmed. Yeah, I mean you can't obviously can't do it right now in the uh, yeah, I believe in the beta, but yeah, it's it's been confirmed that you will be able to do that. Yeah, I think it's account, a one time right? thing though. I think it's one per account and uh, no blood else, no Draenei, which by extension is no shaman, no paladin for the opposite reason. So if you didn't have a warlock, you could just buy one, basically. Yes. A level fifty-eight one, and I think you'll start off with like some dungeon gear. So they they kind of are thing. putting that into TBC, correct? Right. Yep. Yeah, that was part of the announcement. And so a lot of people are worried. Does that apply to shamans as well? No. So no, no Draenei, no Blood Elf. So you still have to level a fresh shaman. Basically. So yeah, yes, so by extension, correct. the alliance can't boost Draenei, so they can't boost shamans. I, I'm not. <clears throat> I have to say, I'm. I, I think that's. Uh, I mean, from from a business standpoint, obviously, you know, they're going to make money off of it. But from a player standpoint, at least from my standpoint on this, I, I, I don't like that. Um, a lot of people. I mean, I realize that people it. can just boost up and get more characters, but. Um, but it, it just seems like it, it just there was no point to almost play classic other than just to experience it now because now you can just buy a character of whatever class you want, save shaman, and just immediately go to Outlands and start playing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know the data on like how many people were just waiting around for TBC the whole time, <laughs> you know, like. Like the, just skip the classic experience. There's well, like, I can I'm, tell you a lot of people in in RA, um, in our guild specifically, there are definitely a lot of people that are starting to come back. You know, with a couple months before TBC, you know, we, they killed Ragnaros and they were like, oh, "That's all I wanted," and they uh, they quit for about a year and a half, and now they're starting to come back. So there's probably a lot of players that have been waiting for TBC and maybe didn't start classic and would and like will actually enjoy the 58 boost. Yeah, get I mean, right, back, right into Outlands immediately. I, I know for me uh, that I, because I have so many different classes, I'd love to have like a level 60 warlock on my main account, which I don't have. So for me, it's like, oh, I get to skip 58 levels, you know, which is kind of nice because I've, I've leveled so many different characters so far. 
Um, I've done it the boosting method. I've done it the regular old, uh, you know, grinding method. And I've also done it where like I have a 60 just being followed around constantly. So, I mean, you know, it's a lot of different stuff. And uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily totally against the getting a level 58. If like, you know, you're somebody like you viewing who you have like every single class. You know, yep, everything but Shaman. I'm just waiting for uh, Draenei. Just waiting for TBC. So yeah, some of the worry with the uh, the boosts coming in is I think I think they've it's been data mined that it's coming in via the in-game shop that you see in retail. I think that's what I heard. And so yeah. like people are kind of you know figuring it or thinking that if that goes a step further, like what else are they going to add to the shop? Yeah, that sounds like, like a slippery slope, honestly. Yes, exactly. We're gonna so get people are worried mass. about We're gonna that. Get everything. That's that's why I don't like it either. Too, it's just like it's introducing real money into the economy, something that wasn't in the game at that, you know, during that stage. Like there, there was no cash shop, nothing like that. Like it, exactly. that didn't start coming out until a little bit later. You know, Wrath, I think maybe saw a little bit of it with the with the introduction of like buying like pets, but it started off as cosmetics, you know, and of course then it went into now mounts and everything else but yeah i i think i think introducing this into tbc is a bad idea like i know people have got like if you earned it if you got the class there while you know playing through classic that's one thing but just coming in and you're just like oh i'm not happy with my class and instead of actually having to put in work on it i'm just going to throw money at this multi-billion dollar company they're going to give me a freebie and then i can just go about my business i mean i understand the appeal for some that just you know don't want to put in the time and effort but honestly it, it, it feels like it feels like i spent all this time leveling some of these other characters the old-fashioned way for nothing like i could have just waited through some money and and been done with it I, I don't know. I think it takes away from the game a little bit, honestly, in my opinion. It seemed like out of left field to me, like, oh, boost, really? <laughs> I was not expecting that to come in for classic. Like, what the heck? Yeah, Those I think you'll find a lot I of people. associate with each other. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of people, you know, joined classic to get like the experience that we had back, you know, in 2004, 2005, like back when vanilla first came, when wow first came out. And obviously, you know, like Brad just mentioned, you know, you, you just mentioned that we, uh, that, that they didn't really introduce um, cash shop until possibly wrath of the lich king and we're only in tbc now and they're like oh hey surprise you can actually boost yourself to 58 you know there you know it's been data mined that there might be possible mounts on the way it's just like oh boy <laughs> yeah, yeah like i'm, I'm definitely that, nervous i will say that the the mount that i saw was not a flying mount it, it's just like a cool looking mount you know it's not a flying mount so I don't know the whole situation. And also it's really hard to tell because I would imagine in like a, a scenario where blizzards actually talk and shop with their like strategists and their business guys, like how do they mitigate the market for like gold sellers and stuff like that? It's like, it's very obvious, like on classic who the gold sellers are like, right. It's, oh, it's so obvious. Like, and you know, and players can complain all day about bots and you know, these, these farmers and stuff, but you know, the players dictate the market. It's like they, they want to buy gold. They don't want to farm. A lot of players do, and it, there's a huge industry behind it. So, like, is Wait Blizzard trying? 
is Blizzard. Yeah, we're, we're by the way, guys, we're PVPing in Kargath, right? As we do this podcast, it's pretty awesome. Um, getting honor kills as we go. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, you know, h- how does Blizzard mitigate that? Like, what's the solution? Like, they they're not super great at targeting these people and banning the gold sellers because gold selling is done under the table through it's done through means inside the game. And uh, whether it be like trading 500 gold here and there, which we trade gold like that between each other all the time, because we just, you know, we've accumulated a lot of gold just playing the game for so long. Um, That's why you've seen like blizzard experiment with tokens in classic, you know, in China um, for various reasons. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, like I, I, I would say, I necess- yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily be against, be against tokens and TBC if they were put in the right way, you know? Oh, see, I, I, I have to go completely opposite on that, man. Like I have to be a hundred percent against tokens being introduced into any part of what they would call the classic experience. Uh, because you want to talk about opening up the market for buying gold and stuff. Well, there you go. Because if you got the gold, then you can just buy time. You can buy the tokens and you can turn around, sell it for more gold, create a bigger market, sell, sell, buy, buy. It, it, it just causes, I think that caused a lot of the inflation on the service. Like, like you used to be able to buy, you know, things like you think things are expensive now when things are costing, you know, like 60 gold for five. Well, imagine if it was actually like, you know, trying to buy one item ended up being, you know, 5,000 gold. Well, that's what it normally is in retail, even for the smallest items. It's ridiculous how much they cost. But, you know, you, you're running around making gold left and right. It's just too much. Well, just thinking off the top of my head, I heard recently, like earlier today, actually, that Blizzard was possibly has been discussing actually dropping the one month purchase of of subscription time in favor of like basically, I I think if I remember correctly, is like trying to get people to pay for two months instead of one. And so, you know, the the most efficient way um, at that point to get like a one month subscription was then to buy WoW tokens. And I feel like if they were to do something like that, they would definitely be introducing that into classic WoW as well. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Brath. I killed that rogue, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Drewster just got me. Yeah, no, good. I'm glad. I'm glad because I was, he was sitting there getting away from me hey i have one hint left like and i just mistimed my uh kidney shot so he got a, a blind because i was apparently being new at that point. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean it's it's a weird topic i mean there's the market saturated you know gold because of like g bids and classic you know like the demand for gold has went up tenfold you know we have items going for tens of thousands of gold like somebody you know Somebody, somebody pays like ten thousand gold for a DFT in a, a BWL run. Like, did they farm that? Or like, like if you had ten thousand gold in your pocket and you earned it in game, it'd be really hard to give that away for one item because it took so much time to accumulate. I mean, Versus, an item like DFT maybe, maybe only because DFT good. barely ever drops and it's best in slot basically all the way yeah. to classic. Um, but then you have somebody like we saw like not that long ago that. Uh, you know, spent like 150k gold or whatever on a fucking sword off of KT, which it is the best sword in the game, but it's like 150,000 gold, man. Like that carries you through TBC, through like the future of the expansions where that sword never doesn't matter anymore, anyways. 
Yeah, it was 198k, and he said that he got it by farming for six months uh, Dire Mall East or something. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> which was... I think, I think people did the the math on it, and it was literally impossible. He ha- he would have had to run for six months uh, every single day, 27 hours a day, which obviously is impossible. So, <laughs> um, that's definitely obviously he bought that gold. Let's be honest, and that's why he got banned. Yeah, um... I mean, every everyone knew what was going on there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, now I don't, have you guys heard of any like bugs or anything that's been found in TBC? Any weird things happening? Cause from what I can tell, it's been a smooth experience for a lot of people so far in the beta. I haven't seen anything like big. I mean, I, I was running over to see if I could turn in coins and get experience, you know, on, uh, Yojambo Island. Um, I tried that. I also, you know, was seeing bee juice, you know, about reputation and stuff like that. There was, there was a small thing where like I was running across the bridge and for some reason the camera got all glitchy um, if I ran in the middle of the bridge. And then there was another one where the, uh, the Stormwind Mage Tower, the camera would automatically adjust for you if you're holding down both the, the left and right mouse, uh, if you're clicking left and right on your mm-hmm. mouse but, uh, buttons. For some reason the camera would auto adjust and sometimes you would, you would instantly go right back into the Mage Tower. <laughs> so there's weird stuff like that, but I haven't heard of anything like too major up to this point. Yeah, I mean, I was messing around. I, basically, I like I got access to the beta and I jumped in on my main just to test some stuff out, which I'll talk about from a boosting standpoint in a second. But like, um, uh, yeah, it was fine. I went to Karazan. I didn't really do anything. I just went through the portal because whatever. It's it's it is what it is for me. But I didn't do any quests. I'm not going to quest. Oh God, no! <laughs> I'm not going to do this twice. <laughs> I agree. And, and uh, but it was. Ooh, hold on. Found him. There you go, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I went in and I tested because I know spell power works differently with paladins now, where like it scales with consecrate. And I went into stockades with my uh, Athelos, which is my tank paladin. And uh, I tried the shield thing out, you know, looked at my talent tree. And uh, my consecrate was ticking for like 99 or something. And it normally ticks for like 60. So, I mean, as far as boosting in the meta goes, I think that like a level 70 paladin, it will outscale a mage at some point with a lot of spell power where your, your, your consecrate is, is going to tick for 150 to 200. And you'll be so tanky at level 70 that you'll be able to run all the older content dungeons without an issue without worrying about dying. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely with blizzard getting nerfed, you know, with the hit cap thing, um, I can definitely see where like earlier dungeons paladins will be so much more viable for the boost, but I don't, I don't see a paladin be able to do a uh, 500 Mara pull. <laughs> like, I just don't see that. No, I, I don't, I don't think that maybe you could prove me wrong one day though. <laughs> hey, maybe. Cool. I mean, I've seen, you know, a paladin and classic pull all of a uh, Scarlet monastery cathedral with the right setup. And, um, I've seen, uh, a paladin pull all of Nomer with the right setup, like the entire instance of Nomergon was pulled, and it's it's an it's an incredible video. It's it's very difficult to do. Um, you need consumes and stuff, and the way that it works mostly with a paladin for boosting is you're using something called a Demon Forge breastplate, which uh, regens health based on spell power. So, like, what happens is, uh, yeah. But what I was saying is. Uh, the Demon Forge Breastplate scales with spell power. So, like, when I'm getting attacked, 
Um, and Athelos' spell power with that regen kit is around 300. He will uh, regen health as he's getting attacked. And the, mo- the more I'm attacked, the more I regen. So I'll be chilling, uh, doing a boost, and I'll, I'll never drop below 95% on, um, you know, uh, my, my health. And I'll just, like, be chill and good to go. No issues, no big deal. Did you? Uh, sorry. Uh, did you say that you you practice that on the um, in the beta? Uh, yeah. Oh, and it, and it worked well enough that you could just blast through stockades. Wow. Oh, I had no issues in stockades. Yeah. So because I'm ticking for so much more damage with consecrate, that things just die away quicker. Yeah. So okay. I just like walk right through. Yeah. Something I wanted to bring up about the uh, I wanted to mention to you about the uh, mage cut. Uh, pulling one pulling or whatever is that they might start leaning on cone cold a lot more oh especially yeah especially now with the spell batching changes it's going to be a lot safer like you'll it'll be a lot more reliable to to use that slow as opposed to the blizzard yeah and i'm kind of curious i'm kind of curious do you know is the leeway mechanic still going to be around should be yeah okay i think I'm not I sure. haven't I haven't heard anyone talk about it. That's why I'm kind of curious if you knew or if if Brass, gone, I know that I'm he ran sure. through TBC and everything. Like if the leeway mechanic ever gets uh, nerfed or removed. The what mechanic? Uh, the leeway mechanic, where like you can you can basically be moving. You know, like like for me with Kona Cold, I'll move backwards, jump, and I'll Kona Cold, and I can actually get much further. Like uh, I can Kona Cold people from much further away. Do you know if that mechanic I, ever goes away? I didn't ever see. I never played a mage uh, in TBC, so I couldn't really. I can't really speak on that too much. Uh, my my experience was limited more to warrior and to um, uh, priest. So I don't really. I don't know. I just play. Started playing mages in classic, so I know what you're talking about, but I don't know how it's going to differ come TBC. Yeah. Um. Uh, but real quick, I did find a list of bugs uh, just to kind of like let you guys know. So like, these are a couple of the combat. There's a there's a uh, actually a pretty large list, but just to go over some of the combat ones, the more interesting ones, like oh. teleport to Moonglade is missing from level fifty eight druid characters. Wait, <laughs> so what? Like a, uh, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so <that's an laughs> okay, interesting bug. Um, get wrecked. <laughs> wannabes. Good. I can tell you, this has been the first time I've been invited to any beta for any game, and uh, really, I've been pretty. I haven't, I haven't messed around with it too much yet, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I definitely I want to done. get in there and do some more stuff, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do any of the quests. There's no way, I absolutely no way that I'm gonna do the quests for TBC. Got an invite from Blizzard since like the dawn of this game. <laughs> like I, I don't know why or whatever the reason is, but it's like every time that the you know whatever they're testing anything like that comes up i i get an invite man like maybe i'm just lucky with that or you know i just you know it's uh once you get in one if you keep applying maybe you just keep getting in them keep getting them but uh then again i do give a lot of feedback i like to give a lot of feedback obviously and uh you know i find some of these bugs and stuff like that and uh you know, do the little reports and stuff like that. So, and I know a lot of people that get into it, they don't do any of that. Like they won't send Blizzard any kind of information. They won't, you know, do any of it. And then they will be the first ones that come up. Oh, this, this sucks. It's still buggy. And it's like, well, did you <laughs> report the bug or did you just say this sucks? It's buggy. Kept it to yourself. 
cried, you know, and overspilt milk because you had a chance. That's what the whole dang bait is for is to give them your opinion. And you did what with it? Nothing. Okay. So shut up. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> yep. see how people can sit there and complain about stuff that they knew was wrong, <laughs> but they don't have the time to let Blizzard know about it, you know, or tell any, you know, tell, you know, submit a report. Like, if you don't think that it works, you know, then the reason that it doesn't work is because you don't use it and you tell other people that it doesn't work. So they don't use it. It's like, just use it. They get, they get the reports, you know, and that's what all this is for. It's supposed to be for testing so that you can find their bugs for them. You know, I mean, not so much for them, but you know, it's like, you don't know how a game's going to react when you start putting players into it. You know what I'm saying? Like AI can only do so much. But players, they can change everything. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, nobody really has an excuse to not report a bug unless they just don't care. Because when you first log in, you, you get a little menu that stays with you, like a little window that's open constantly that you can literally just click, like, submit bug. And then you can type in, I think it's like 255 characters you can put in. You know, just making something real quick, like, oh, you know, the, the, the Stormwind Mage Portal acts weird if I do this with my mouse. But if I run with W, it's fine. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's really simple. And it definitely would help, you know, help Blizzard probably help, you know, everyone's experience in TBC by submitting a bug for sure. Even if it's something small that you don't think anybody would care about. Uh, this is this is what I this is what I was really hoping to get out of Classic was to level up a, a rogue and, and be able to do some world PvP. Um, you know, do do some solo missions, but also with uh, with a group of friends. <laughs> good heels, playing uh, good heels. Yeah, um, but real quick, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, the beta, from what I can tell, it's been a smooth experience. All the bug lists are nothing that should be too worried about. Not a big deal. It's just typical bug stuff, you know. It's nothing game-changing. The The changes that they've talked about haven't been too crazy, besides, like, the data mining of potentially, like, a, a store-bought mountain, stuff like that, which could be annoying. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, to each his own. Some people care a lot about it, and some people are like, well, whatever. You know, they don't. They're not going to buy it anyways. Because Blizzard's yep. always going to try to push money down, uh, push pull our wallet. Oh yeah, of course. Another. Look at retail. There's nothing you can't buy. There's so much crap you can buy. It's only like a natural occurrence, I think, for them to try to move it into these platforms. But before we uh, finish, uh, so while we're transitioning out of this topic, I want to cover one more thing before we close the episode out. A little shorter episode for today. Um, I killed the hunter. Now, uh, okay. one thing I want to say that. Uh, this may be a joke. It may be an April Fool's joke, but I want to get your opinion on it. So let me read this off for you guys real quick. So this is a developer, uh, an announcement from a de developer at Blizzard. Hi, everybody. We know that there's a lot of excitement for Burning Crusade Classic, but we haven't forgotten about the Classic Era servers. One of the defining features of raiding in Classic has certainly been the prevalence of world buff stacking. And while there are some interesting and social effects, coordinating turn-ins, leveling alts, world PvP at buff locations, there are also an obvious negative element. Once you're buffed, you're incentivized to log off and stop playing to preserve your buffs. If you want to log off to go make dinner or put your kids to bed, that's completely fine and the timing works in your favor. But if you still want to repair your gear, shop for consumables, or run a dungeon with your friends, there is, that is not great. It's not great to be losing precious minutes on your world buffs, or worse, risk dying and losing them entirely. We've been wanting to do something about this side effect for a long time without completely abandoning our philosophy for WoW Classic. So we're trying to uh, try something new in patch 1.13.7. 
the Chrono Boon Displacer. The rest of it is kind of like, this is basically what it does. It's like you get all your buffs. Let's say you get every single world buff, DMT, Songflower, ZG, Ani, Warchief's Blessing. You use this item to take a snapshot of your buffs and it saves them in like a time item. And you lose all your buffs. Let's say you zone into Nax, you can pop that item and all of your buffs reappear with their original times when you got them. Now, at the very end, um, it also tells you how to get it in game. There's like crony becomes a thing in classic and you can do a quest chain to get it or whatever. But they say, why now? We launched classic with the intent to keep the game data the same as it was originally. And we wanted to make sure that we delivered on that promise. But now that we've been through all the content phases we've planned before launch, we took a step back to consider what it really means to have the world buff system stay the way it is in classic era. Uh, A persistent world where everybody is traveling around for magical items and spells to maximize their power is fine. But one where they, they stop playing to avoid wasting them seems wrong. Having an additional stop that lets you bottle your buffs seems like a thematically appropriate change to alleviate that problem. Um, and they also go on a little bit more. Uh, so uh, what do you think? Is it an April Fool's joke or could it be something real? I honestly think it's an April Fool's joke. Um, just because of the timing and everything. I know they kind of go on to say that it's not. But at the same time, I mean, that's just... It's classic Blizzard doing doing something like that. And they've always had some pretty good little ideas that they've thrown in as practical jokes over the years for April Fools, and I don't see this as as something real. One because, like, I, I don't think they want to. I mean, in the classic element, like the whole world buff system that is in place now, it's so tedious, and I, I just think that. I don't think it's, I don't know. It's not something that I think is a quality of life improvement that they needed to be worried about in the game. Like I understand the want and the, 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 like the want of it or what the, what they're trying to go for with it. I'm trying to say, but I don't like, I don't know, just being able to save your bus for a later date. It's cool idea, but I don't know. I think it's an April fool's joke. Um, what about you? Uh, uh, viewing what's your take on it? Yeah, I figure. I figure. I, I agree with Brath. I, I figure it's just an April Fool's joke. But if it's not, it'd be, in my opinion, to be uh, very welcomed. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people that I never go get in so- uh, go get Songflower because it's only an hour buff. I know it's really good for for me as a uh, as a rogue for me, as melee DPS would be very beneficial. But I, like, I I don't know how to really coordinate it very well. Where I still have you know 45, 50 minutes left on it before we get into the raid. Um, it definitely would help, you know, having it for about 50 minutes in the raid and having something where I could maybe go get all my world buffs and then pick up Songflower and then, you know, save all my buffs and then I'm able to go run around, do whatever I want, maybe world PvP, you know. Um, th- does it say anything about dropping the buffs? Like, th- would, would you use it and then you would lose your world buffs or is it just like copying your buffs for a later time? So basically, but you still would um, have the benefit of the buffs now. Oh, no. So basically, it's like, let's say you got all your world buffs, you have your full song power, everything, and you use the item to store them in the item. And then you're good. They just, you don't have them anymore. So you can go world PvP, you can do whatever you want, dungeon with your friends, and then they're just saved inside of your, your little item. And you could potentially get more buffs, you know? Um, but the oh, full yeah, that'd be package, pretty overpowered. But you, you can't, it doesn't stack. Like, Dragon Slayer doesn't stack on Dragon Slayer. But uh, I'm not sure the full mechanic. I mean... 
So let's see. First, you collect all of your world buffs the way you normally would. Get your summon to Dire Maw, a portal back to Stormwind Orgrimmar for rallying Clyde the Dragon Slayer. Quick trick to Yojamba Isle, blah, 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 blah. Then activate your Chronobone Displacer, which creates a supercharged Chronobone Displacer in your inventory, and an R, which holds the captured state of your world buffs. You can mouse over that R at any time to see which buffs are stored and how much time is stored on them. You can then go about your business secure in the knowledge that your world buffs are saved and ready for use when you need them most. When you're ready to restore them, simply activate the supercharged item. It will break apart, releasing the stored auras back to your character. Now, the way that I can see this working uh, in, in theory is you store your buffs, you go do your own thing, you can you know, farm gold on your main character, do all that stuff. And then, you know, once you zone into max for raid that night, you just open the item and all your buffs appear and you're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, regardless, I, I, I still agree. I think that would be a great item to have, especially after, you know, going into permanent classic, it's like, why not just have something that's quality of life like that? Like at that point, it's, you know, I, I don't know how many people are going to continue raiding, honestly um in permanent classic going forward so having something like that for the for the the guilds and the raids that are going to be doing that i think would be amazing but i agree with brath it's probably an april fool's joke which is too bad yeah too good to be true i think it's somewhat feasible but pretty unlikely yeah i mean i could see how it's a great thing because it is it is crap when you have to like you know raid log your character 24 7 because you're raiding twice a week like we know some of our best players that don't play their characters, but more, no more than six hours a week, and plus I the mean, hour to get buffs. They've like, started doing some pretty uh, interesting changes, like with say the uh, the hunter buffs that they get the the attack power on world buffs. It's kind of not something I would have expected them to do. So I can see them doing something along the line these lines for the world buffs, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Probably too good to be true. Too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I could see where this could be abused. So, like, basically, a ser- if, unless they, like, wrote the mechanic out, where, like, you store your buffs in the time sphere, whatever it's called, but then you go get all the world buffs again. So, if you lose your buffs in raid, you can just pop your time sphere and pull all your buffs back. You yeah, I'd be kind of curious to see how that would work, yeah. Cause I, I exactly because I'd be really overpowered, you know, for 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 raid groups and guilds that aren't wiping. You'd, you know, it'd be really nice to be able to go through Nax knowing that you have a, a backup like ready to go with every single raider. You, you'd literally have to get twice the amount of raid buffs. But there's oh, there'd be so many would... more heads and heart drops. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there'd be people that would do it. You know, like for that extra security. Of yeah, time. there's no way. If it works like that, there's no way. There's no way. That's yeah. even a good solution. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do see how it could be a good solution for people like some of our raiders who just raid log because of buffs, you know, and they don't get the PvP or anything because, well, they can't. <laughs> They're saving their buffs because it's so tedious to get them in the first place. Yeah, yep. it's interesting. Uh, you know, they they did say that on the Classic Era server they are going to be changing things and releasing new content potentially. So, I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Well, and I can yeah. tell you I'm an idiot, so a lot of times I'll get my world buffs and realize, oh, crap, I don't have any of my consumes. <laughs> so I have to go to the bank, I have to pick them up. Oh, I don't have enough of, like, let's say Elixir of the Mongoose. Now I have to run over to the auction house. And when I have something like Songflower, I'm so much more stressed because it's only a one-hour buff, like I said earlier. And so only having one hour 
uh, yeah, it's just, it, for me, it's just never been worth it because I always seem to forget something. And then, you know, I waste like two, three, four, maybe five minutes of the buff. And then, you know, a lot of times, I mean, we've been blessed that we've started, you know, being a little bit more coordinated on our server and starting to, you know, uh, drop our our heads and hearts you know at, at a semi-scheduled time which has been really nice at least for mm -hmm. like with us um but there's so many times where like something like songflower i would pick up first because i don't want to get dispelled you know uh, with the dmt and whatnot or get ganked and so i'd pick up songflower first and i'd definitely waste like 10 15 minutes just waiting for like a head drop <laughs> like that was definitely not uncommon for me uh once uh, our server got a bunch of transfers and yeah, we became like a, a high pop server yeah, I mean, it's coordinating our buffs has made things so much easier, more enjoyable in the game. Like a little bit of prep work with the team, and like you, you don't have to stand around for hours and hours a day to get your buffs and stuff. So that's been nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the you know, TBC is on the horizon. We're we'll be talking about it a little bit more um, on the next episode of the podcast. Um, we may, I think, our schedule is going to go like this. I think on the fifth episode, we're going to drop the topic of WoW and talk about something else. So on the next episode, look out for something new. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, guys, this has been Gankers Podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave a comment down below. What is your thoughts on TBC Beta? Have you seen anything that we missed? Um, and also on introducing basically game-changing items into WoW Classic in the future for the permanent Classic era servers, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm really curious to see because, you know, people i mean depending on how many people are in the classic era servers they're going to run out of ani buffs at, at some point <laughs> you know they're going to yep. run out of these things like there won't be enough alts to uh drop that stuff anymore um it is a mean to an end so i'm curious to see what's going to happen um but as always guys thank you so much and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode thanks guys yeah thanks a lot <laughs>